As I was playing back today's recordings, I realized I was working and having fun. So I wasn't actually working, I was playing. And I thought it would be interesting to do a segment called A Day at It's Mostly Harmless. Well, once I realized that would take a whole day to do, I decided to do a morning at It's Mostly Harmless. Or we could call it a half day at It's Mostly Harmless. And it's... uh, I'm talking about what I'm thinking about while I'm doing my work in the store with the light on and the door locked. So when people knock, I stop and I go see what they want. And nobody came in today, but that's okay because I got a lot done and I had a lot of fun. And now I may do this again. I enjoyed it quite a bit. This would be a good way to get my new arrivals information out there. I realize it's a lot to ask for someone to listen to a long recording, but it might be interesting. I'll play them back. I'll listen to them again. I'll know what happened that day. And here we go. Without any further ado, a morning at It's Mostly Harmless. Well, during the playback there, I was listening to uh, Ronnie Dove, Mountain of Love, on Diamond, Mode 45 there. That's, uh, that was a really good song. I can't wait to play the other side, which is uh, Never Gonna Cry, The Way I'll Cry Tonight. Produced by Lee Hazelwood. You know, that's a pretty good sign. That was for that song, anyway. And uh, then I put out Ooh Wee Baby. Ooh-wee, ooh-wee, baby, ooh-wee. <laughs> so I got to play that too. Okay, who is that anyway? Fred Hughes. I hope that's the right song. I'll know in a minute. I'll know in a minute. Holy, that was awesome. So that was, it looks when you read the writing that it says, ooh-wee, baby, I love you. So I thought it was, ooh-wee, ooh-wee, baby, and it isn't. It's, ooh Baby, I love you. Fred Hughes, it's really good soul. And it is on VJ, and it's an older label. And the other side is Love Me Baby. So now I have another song to play, which, you know, unfortunately I have to stop recording while I play it. But I need to play it. Okay, so the Fred Hughes B-side is Love Me Baby, which is very good, but it sounds like uh, Stop and Love Me Baby. But I don't think it is, and I don't think he wrote that. He did write Love Me Baby, and it is Fred Hughes, not Freddie Hughes. So now I have to just play that again and play the other one and or try to find out if they're the same song or not, And he, if he wrote it. And the Ronnie Dove flip side, Mountain of Love. No, Mountain of Love was one I really liked. Uh, Never Gonna Cry the Way I'll Cry Tonight was like a, like a 50s pop ballad, and I didn't. Well, I didn't even listen to it all, which is really odd because I almost always listen to everything. But the reason I didn't listen to it all is because there was a lot of static and I wasn't enjoying it very much. So I used the a lot of static as a reason to not play it through. So I'll have to make sure, you know. But the one side, uh, Mountain of Love, Mountain of Love. That was a pretty fun song. That was a couple pretty interesting finds in a row. 
The first one was my eyes lit right up and it said, the Sonics. And I'm like, yes, the Sonics. And I put it on, but it was a 19... It's not the Sonics I thought it was. It's not the punk band. It's like a late 50s R&B kind of thing. It's still pretty cool. It's on Checker. I should have known it was, you know, kind of a... Something like that. I didn't connect them. I just saw the Sonics. And I put it on. Right, and then below it says 922. And it's like, what's that? It's not the serial number and it's not the length of the song and it's not the name of the song and it just says the sonics 922 so i maybe i thought that that was the name of what i was going to play this song i don't know all right so that's going on next one this is really really neat so it's got this really old it's a 45 and this quality label with a really nice picture you could probably look it up somewhere it's got a couple dancing on there and a cowboy playing guitar and it's yeah well, it's the Quality Records Limited, Toronto, Ontario. Quality Records for you, dancing and listening, for your dancing and listening pleasure with some great art. So that's what attracted it to me. It's a really old sleeve, and it's nice. And inside is a record. I assumed it was on Spartan. That may be the name of the label. That may be the name of a parent company of Butternut Bread, because this record was compliments of Butternut Bread. The Picnic. Joyce Hahn. And it was just silly. It was just like a 1950s TV commercial, early 60s TV commercial song. Maybe it was. And I think it's from 1959. I'm not sure. That is pretty neat. It's kind of cool. So I guess some in some ways 45s require a, little, a lot more work because I don't know the artists and I have to look things up. I don't know the songs and I like to listen to them. I don't know the artists and I like to look them up. And there's like a whole process of uh, what works for me. And I change it all the time. And it doesn't always work. But now I'm going to go to LPs. And I'm going to go through some here. And what I'm doing now is just checking the condition. I have no idea what's in here. So some stuff might be really neat. And it might be all not too interesting. But it all becomes interesting at some point. If you take the time to listen to it or read about the artist. First one up is Del Shannon, Greatest Hits. Okay, so Runaway. Uh, that should be his greatest hit, probably. And it's in great shape, like great shape. And I only have a few grades. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, have, with visuals, which I borrowed from my father, thanks, Dad, uh, with light visuals, with very light visuals, I think that's, you know, basically it. Uh, everything should be playable. And you'll, uh, people will catch on pretty quick. You'll know what, what's acceptable for you. I think anyone who's just listened to music for the sake of music would be happy with anything that's put out. It will play. It will sound good. And if it doesn't, it's no problem. So there's another one. This is uh, Roger Daltrey, Mick Vicker. Nice silver cover. The cover's a good shape too on that. Which is nice. I like I don't worry if there's if they're deletes. Got them all punched in there. Just that they couldn't be returned to the supplier for full prices. Record sellers didn't always have to buy their product up front in the old days. Sometimes quite often it was given to them on consignment or approval. They paid for what they sold and sent back what they didn't, which was then sent to another place or Sometimes 
sold at a discount. So then a hole was punched in it, and then it was sold outright at a discount, and it couldn't be returned. It was sent to radio stations. They sometimes have this promo stamps of the hole punches of the cut corners. I think, I think the main reason was so it couldn't be returned for full credit. So I, I am going to pause. I'm only on the third record. This is uh, The Sound of the Sitar, Ravi Shankar, Ala Raka Tabla, on, on World Pacific. But this is going to be one of the records that says with visuals, which is the lowest grade. The record itself is really glossy. I can see my reflection on both sides. It's actually really nice. But I guess really nice isn't a, isn't a grade I want to use. But there's a mark that I think I should play through. And everyone should know it's there. So I'm going to write with visuals. And then people will know to look at the record. Hopefully I'm going to play it at the right speed. And I am just going to take a moment to do that. Okay, that was great. Uh, sounded amazing. Goes out with visuals. But uh, it's important to know that that mark is there. <clears throat> okay, so... Next up, Hank Williams, Volume 4. This looks pretty cool. It's a great cover. Best of its own Polydor. Available on cassette as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just feel, felt good right from the start. Very light visuals. Top of the line. Hank Williams, Volume 4. It includes... No, not now, which was never before issued. Also, I've been a fool about you. Previously unavailable version. Yeah, that's pretty good. <clears throat> I always talk about how, like, I always thought Hank Williams was an old man. He wrote hundreds of songs. And at some point in my life, I found out he was a very young man when he died. He might have only been 28 or 29 years old. I think he died on uh, New Year's Day or New Year's Eve or, or something. They had hired, <clears throat> there was a snowstorm and he had to go somewhere and they hired someone to drive a Cadillac. And it, I think the driver got stopped maybe for speeding. And then they realized that Hank Williams was in the back and he had died. I think that's the story. Anyway, I'm sure it's written down in lots of places. Next up, Sinatra, the main event live. This is fantastic. He's holding his hands above his head like a boxer. Live from Madison Square Garden, New York City, October 3rd, 1974. On his label, Reprise. Amazing. The real nice one with his face on it, of course. I mean, but it's always there. And this is a nice record. This is awesome. That is great. I can't wait to play that. All right. That was Frank Sinatra, the main event live. Huh, next up. Oh, here we got. We got with with visuals and someone has taken the time to draw a mustache or goatee and fangs on Glenn Campbell on a record. Try a little kindness. Well, that wasn't a very kind thing to do to make him look like a devil. This is going to be a free record. It will play, I'm sure. And I think it's great that someone took the time to deface the cover. Because while they were defacing the cover, they may have been listening to the record. You never know. 
uh, Ray St. Germain. So this looks like a 50s loungy male vocal pop. It's on RCA Victor. It's perfect shape. Well, it's not. Perfect isn't a shape at all. It's, not, it's far from that. It's got uh, a really light surface mark. We'll call that light visuals. So maybe light visuals is at first, I think, everything is great. But then it's like upon closer examination, you realize that possibly it's not as good as you initially thought it was. This one is a with visuals. I will have to play it, and I'm excited about playing a visit to the Ottawa Valley with Mac Beattie and the Ottawa Valley Melodiers on Banff Records. And if you like old country, everything on Banff is pretty good. But this last song, Side 2, will definitely have to be played. Uh, as maybe we'll side one, the first song. So I'll do those. It'll be free if it doesn't play. It'll be with visuals if it plays fine. I'm really quite fortunate that I'm able to stop and listen to songs as having that be part of my job. That was great. Everything, and I said it, everything on Banff is good. All that old country, it's so good. Like it, It's really entertaining. From the cover of this record, you'd never even have an idea of what it was like. I thought it might have been a nature record, like Sounds of the Ottawa Valley, or something like that. So we have a next one up here. I'm going to, while I play a song, I think what I'm going to do is take a few records out of their covers so that I I like the sound of the record coming out. And I am looking at most of these for the first time. This is Light Visuals. And it is Portrait of Petula, Petula Clark. So that's going to be good. All her stuff is good. Uh, I'll go over here. This is Paul and Oates, Big Bam Boom. Never actually knew the name of this record before. Had it lots of times and sold it. Paul and Oates are cool. I think older better. For me, that is very light visuals. Okay, Johnny Rivers, Rewind. If you have time, I suggest reading about Johnny Rivers, playing some of his music and reading about him. This is just uh, the light visuals. Great record. Great artist. There's a really cool story about him and Lou Adler and the Whiskey A Go Go, I think, if I remember right. Oh, that next record. Johnny <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Rivers at the Whiskey A Go Go. Yeah, there's a neat story about that. Again, this is great. Uh, light visuals. Really nice. This, wherever these came from, covers are good, records are good. The records are interesting, that's for sure. Sometimes I, it's things I have to play before I find them interesting. This is uh, Mama's Big Ones, Mama Cass, her greatest hits. That's pretty, I think she played in an episode of H.R. Puff and Stuff when I was a kid. So that's late visuals. And, uh, I tried to watch H.R. Puffin stuff as an adult, and it was the most chaotic thing I have ever seen. And I remember enjoying that when I was young. Uh, so I don't know what would make it enjoyable for me now. It would be really hard to go that fast for that long to sit through a whole episode. 
So maybe just short doses of it. Uh, next, another very light visuals. Maybe we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll go very light. Uh, well, I'm going to put it in that pile anyway because it's got the hype sticker. And the hype stickers are cool because this song featured Maneater. So, Hollow Notes again. H2O. What a great title. What a great title for those guys. <clears throat> another Johnny Rivers recorded live. Another live Johnny Rivers, including Secret Agent Man, The Snake, In the Midnight Hour, Uptight, I Can't Help Myself in Respect. Well, that, no, I'm playing that much. That is awesome. We'll go light visuals. It's going to sound good, but it's going to have those surface marks that some people can't stand which uh you know if you walked in and heard it you wouldn't even know they were there i i also understand why some people can't stand and they want the nicest copy they can get and i also understand that sometimes people want the nicest copy for different reasons what what's the best reason i wonder is it for a gift for a friend and what if that gift for a friend is something you sell them and then how much is it acceptable to mark that up huh that's pretty interesting because that would depend on what you think the other person makes, and if you know what you make yourself. <laughs> what if you just make people happy? Well, then I don't know. But I am going to play this, and I'm going to enjoy it. I really like to play it right now. If I can find another job to do that isn't interesting, which I actually can do. Uh, I do have another job to do. So I'll play this record and do my other job. Okay, this is uh, The Good Brothers Live, double album, with uh, very light visuals, goes in that pile. This is The Wives, cigarettes, okay. So The Wives, were The Battered Wives. And it does say a product of The Battered Wives Tobacco Co. Incorporated on the bottom. So they snuck The Battered in there. It's really nice packaging. One side of the sleeve is a big coupon, the other side looks like a pack of cigarettes when you first pull it out. So it'd be good to put that one back in the right way. Doesn't it look like you're taking cigarettes out of the pack there. Uh, and that's very light visuals. That's a great record. Richard Tabor, I think. It looks like Tauber. I think I've heard someone say Tabor, but I'm not sure who said it. This is very light visuals on Seraphim. So that's going to be some kind of classical vocal thing probably I think he's a vocalist anyway <clears throat> oh another one of him there uh, again very light visuals if somebody likes Richard Tauber or Richard Tabor got volume 3 there <laughs> and here's volume 4 Black Sabbath volume 4 okay this one has a lot of marks this is with visuals like a lot of marks I played one side it sounded lots of static Sounded fine. At least you got a copy. It's the Gatefold. Green Warner Brothers. Got one of those. Pretty good. 
Christine's and Piano Rags, Artie Matthews and James Scott with William Belcom on piano. I remember I've actually played this record before. It's on Nonesuch. That's why I played it. I knew this was Piano Rags. It says on the title. But lots of things on Nonesuch are really neat. And I usually play records that I see on that label because I like that label. It's probably because when I was young, my father had a record called Kenneth Gabaru and the New Music Choral Ensemble. And I believe the song I like the best was called Waste, The Wasting of Blue Princessia or something like that. And as an adult, I found a copy of that, but I sold it to someone who was as equally excited as I was about it before I had a chance to listen to it again. <laughs> uh, but I'll get another one someday. Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark, Very Light Visuals, Textured Cover. Does this record have an actual name? The Pacific Age. Very light visuals, listen to good pile. These charming people and other vocal duets written by Gershwin and Kern and Rogers and Hart. All right, so vocally stuff, very good. She very light visuals. Gotta learn my grades. <clears throat> Gotta learn my grades. <clears throat> Great, Buddy Holly, MCA, greatest hits, nice. So it's that sky blue rainbowy label. It's probably like from the late 70s, early 80s. Oh, it says 1980. There you go. I thought it might have been a reissue of an older record. Uh, but maybe this actually only came out in 1980. Buddy Holly's greatest hits, very light visuals. The record I can't stop, stop raving about and keeps coming up in every pile because I keep playing and putting it in a different pile. Mark Olson and Ingwin Ringvold. He's from the Jayhawks. She's from Norway. Amazing record. I liked it so much. I bought an extra one to give to a friend. And I hope they liked it. And I asked them if they did not like it to give it to another friend. That is amazing. The Cars Candy owns All the Cars stuff is great. <clears throat> That's the, as good a copy as you get of the Cars. In the non-pandemic times, I'd have to do the next record quickly because the door would be unlocked. Someone might walk in and there would be a picture of a naked lady on the cover. Robert Palmer, Pressure Drop, Island, Black Island. There's so many Island label variations and they are all exciting. Very light visuals. Actually, I'm going to call this light visuals. Good record. Oh, his stuff's good. The Ozark Mountain Daredevils. Okay, so these, these probably five or six records were actually supposed to go out last week. They never got out, so they're still in the pile. Uh, this Ozark Mountain Daredevils had this strange look about it, which is actually is still there a little bit. It plays fine. It looks fine. It's super glossy. I'll call that with visuals. But last time I described it as something from the color out of space because that day i was listening to the color out of space beach boys concert live album or capital the green one uh yeah very light visuals i remember playing that at some point and then the icicle works and i mentioned how i thought i might have saw that band open for david gilmore on the about face tour which would have been I don't know. I looked up the date the other day. I think it was 84. I can't really remember. It's on Vertigo. Uh, which is, you know, always 
really interesting and sometimes this is not as dark as some of the stuff on there but again very light visuals ice cream works i think it's the first album i remember this fine young cannibals how to spot on suspicious minds which i played and absolutely loved in the whole record i knew so much of this record without realizing it on irs fine young cannibals call that uh light visuals because of that mark Point Blank, this is really good Southern Country Boogie Rock. It's on Arista, which is not known for really good, I don't think, is not well known for really good Southern Country Boogie Rock. This is with visuals. It is a great record. It is their first record, I think. Mm. This is the one with the double-barreled shotgun on the cover. There's another one with them sitting in a field. Hard for me to remember which is the first or second, but they're both good. Charlie Bird at the Village Vanguard, Riverside. Wow, this is cool. And amazing. Okay, so I have to play a bit of this. Okay, the Charlie Bird was uh, was pretty darn good. Uh, so I played them. I remember playing one side of this the other, just a few days ago, I think. I played side one, and it surprised me that it wasn't as Latin as I thought I would be, but I really, really liked it. Then I played some of Side 2 now, and it surprised me that it wasn't a lot like Side 1 or a lot like what I initially expected it to be like. And he knows how cool he is. If you look at the cover of this, if you look at the picture, Charlie Bird at the Village Vanguard, and he's standing in front of probably, probably a half-painted concrete wall. Looking super cool, and it looks like he's standing in front of this amazing piece of modern art. Maybe it is an amazing piece of modern art, but I actually think it's a half-painted concrete wall. And it's in very light visuals. That's what it's in. <clears throat> oh, look at this. Elvis, Volume 2, A Legendary Performer. So this is neat. Die-cut cover. Big circle cut in the cover. So it looks like you're buying a picture disc, but you're not. You're buying a regular record and a die cut cover with another couple things underneath it that might at first glance make it look like, oh, it's an Elvis picture disc. That's cool. we got to get one of those. Uh, and that's probably, yeah, more than likely what it is. And it comes with a nice book. Not as nice as the book that came with Kiss Alive or anything like that. Uh, but, yeah, that's pretty cool. And it's in pretty nice shape. The record has very light visuals. So it is going in the very light visuals pile. And then next record. Okay, so this is a... What year? I didn't write the year. I often do. The Heyman Koopa Band. Alt-indie rock in its, uh, like, call and response. But in a... In a alt-indie rock fashion. That is in the... Very light visuals, even though it is as good as it gets. A-G-A-I-T. Panda Bear, Grim Reaper. That is a double album with very light visuals. Well, there's an interest in this record again. It's, oh, it's a great record. The whole record's good. It's Looking Glass. Hey, what do you think of that? Epic, the old yellow label. So it's time appropriate for this record, which came out probably very early 70s. Uh, and it does, it has a song on there called Brandy, which I think a lot of people know. Yeah, it's, 
Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it was in... Ah, we'll do another one here. Ted Nugent, first solo album. Right. This is a good album. Orange Epic. Light visuals, but I wouldn't let it scare you. Nope, I would. It, we're not going to call that light visuals. I'll call that visuals. It's a little more than usual. This album has on it Stranglehold, Stormtrooping, Hey Baby, Just What the Doctor Ordered. That's just side one. Killer album. Everything's good on it. We have a record by a band called The Pop. The record is called Go. It is in as good a shape as I'll ever find one. There is a man in this band named Tim McGovern, I think. He was in Martha and the Muffins, which is a band I'm pretty impressed with. And I was pretty impressed with this record, The Pop. Here we go. <clears throat> this is... If there was a grid called With Lots of Visuals, this would be it. I think this record will be fine. It may play with static. It'll need a soap and water wash. The soap will help you clean within the grooves as water mixed with anything else will only clean the surface usually. So it's going to take a good cleaning. This is a Road Runner, Junior Walker, Junior Walker and the All-Stars down in the Motown. With visuals, Leonard Ferguson, a man who lived for three years with Timothy Leary. And he also followed an Indian guru for three years. This is the guy that started out playing like big band stuff and ended up doing psychedelic jazz and everything in a really high register. Cool, and he's Canadian too. Uh, so, and it's got a song in there called Eli is Coming. I have a son named Eli. <coughs> Then we got some Stoner Rock, Black Heat Shuja, The Edge of an Error. Yep, so I played that. I like that record. It's very late. Marks, I just opened it and played it. Most of what I buy now, I just open. I do have lots of sealed stuff. It's probably going to be open someday. So, and now at the bottom of this pile, the three records, I, these were new ones Bernie Shaw and Dale Collins. Too much information in Bernie Shaw. He's the current lead singer for Uriah Heat. And what I played of this did sound well, which was one of my favorite bands when I was younger. <clears throat> and then I like sleeves. So this is a really cool sleeve. RCA Victor, what is stereophonic sound? A big description with 1950s, early 60s style animation to go along, explaining stereo sound. And then ads for other records on the other side. Some cha-cha, some Della Reese, the Mancini Touch. This record, the Mancini Touch, I love that cover. It's like Henry Mancini is a, Maria, a puppeteer controlling two marionettes of, you know, perfectly dressed, successful, late 50s, or a young married couple. Yeah, so, yeah, and it was good music, so I love those. I like those sleeves. And Tame and Pala, inner speaker. Uh, which, you know, I bought just because I've heard so many good things about them that I want it to play their stuff, and I have now. Um, I might play that again. So very light visuals. And this really is my job, looking at records and playing music and keeping my store clean and visiting and talking to the people who come in. This is nice. We'll call that very, we'll call that light visuals. It's on Electra. 
the red and black label. But it's not what my metalhead friends are hoping it is. This is Cocktail, original motion picture soundtrack, light visuals. Oh my gosh, this one is so hard to get. And this one is not, the cartridge does not look too promising. Doesn't mean it can't be cleaned up. But what's really cool about this, I have never, what is this orange CBS label? It's a Peruvian copy. That explains the look of the cover. This is amazing. Yeah. Is it amazing? I don't know. So a Peru copy of Toto 4. And it looks pretty good. Oh, there's one song I'd like to play there. This is neat. And the cover, which initially didn't look right to me, still doesn't look right. It's much redder than it should be. Uh, but it's pretty cool. So Toto 4, which I, it's actually not an easy record to find now. And I usually sell them as soon as I get them. We'll see how this Peru one sounds. Okay, so that sounded fine. There is a mark on the first song, which is Rosanna. I'm going to put this in with visuals, but the record itself is just light visuals. The cover is a softer kind of cardboard. That must be what they use there. And it seems to me it would make it more susceptible to uh, like moisture problems. And I think Peru is hot, so I don't under completely understand that. But Regardless, it is a nice playable copy of Toto number four. Marvin Gaye, Midnight Love. This I don't get very often. Uh, quite a few surface marks. They're not big, but I don't think it needs to be played. I'm, you know, I'm, I feel fine saying that this record will play without skipping. So I'll put it in with visuals. <clears throat> oh, one of my friends is looking for this. If I remember, I will text her. I think she is. Knee Deep in the Hoopla, Starship. Uh, great, yeah. Very light, very light visuals. I'll wipe it off there. Give her a call. Well, I guess I'll have to message. <clears throat> now, I used to be afraid to call people. Now I'd rather call than message, but don't always have the time, I guess. Don't always have the numbers, but I can usually contact people somehow. And as long as I remember what they're looking for, I will. So I will pause and send a text. I chose to play a bit of this one before I talked about it. Partly because usually uh, when comedy records come in, I like to play a little bit of them to see what they're like. I just laughed a bit there because my kettle is actually boiling. I knew it would be boiling soon. So, I'll get the coffee ready here. So this comedy record comes in. I don't know if this guy's very popular or not. Nobody ever asks for his stuff. His name is Bill Cosby. And the record is called Four Adults Only. And then I thought, I remember hearing about a guy named Bill Cosby. And then I thought, well, I'll never listen to him again. And at some point I thought, well, you know what? Next one comes in, I'm going to play. I want to see if he's funny. This record is called For Adults Only. I played the track called uh, Bill Cosby Fights Back. It was funny. It was really funny. Uh, I don't know about the other records. I don't know if I'll play them. I suppose the next one that comes in, I will play at least a track off it. See what it's like. That I played too because there was a mark on that particular track that looked like a manufacturing defect. So this is definitely going to be called Light Visuals. Uh, but it was very, very funny. Very grown-up. About uh, 
gambling when everybody's high. Loverboy, get lucky. Great record. Great hard rock Canadian record. Very light visuals. This song record is called Great Vocal Encores. And they're going to be great. Robert Goulet, Burl Lives, Edie Gourmet, Jerry Valley. Robert Goulet. Two Robert Goulet tracks. Uh, Vic Damone, Jane Morgan, Johnny Mathis. Yep, they are good singers. Uh, Columbia Special Products. There you go. Light, let's say light visuals. KTL record. Boy, what a, a lot of interest there is in KTL stuff nowadays. Okay, this is... Okay, this is going to be a free record. Too many marks on it. Street Wave with uh, Loverboy, Elvis Costello, Pretenders, Billy Joel, Tommy Tutone, Pat Benatar, Cheap Trick, and the Ramones. They're the band's name down the front. They probably, maybe, could be all of them. Next one, another KTEL. If it's from the same collection, chances are it's been played to the same condition, and it has. It's not been taken care of or been taken care of to the best of the person's ability who owned it. And consequently, it will be a free record. All right. <clears throat> well, I see I've made a coffee. Maybe I didn't even think about all those things I wanted to do while I was making coffee. Sometimes I even do that at home. Sometimes I don't. The Baroque Beatles book, rediscovered and edited by Joshua Rifkin. This is pretty cool. Baroque Beatles. I could probably play that. No, I probably couldn't play that. I will play it. Uh, I don't understand titles. Baroque Beatles book. I have to play that. <clears throat> the Best of Peter Sellers, another comedy record. And I have to play a track off that too. So, looks like. Oh, this is nice. Angel Records. Wow. Nice. And Elaine McElwain, Looking for Trouble. Her stuff's good too. And this comes with a. Oh, it's a nerd sheet. I thought it was a promo poster. Okay. So, Elaine McElwain. We'll take a look at the record. I'll call that. This is neat. Stony Plain is the record label. Don't think I ever remember seeing one of those. 1987. Very light visuals. That looks like a pretty cool record. <clears throat> and a lyric show. And the next one I'm going to, I guess I'll, this is the top one. I'll play a little bit of this Peter Sellers record, which also has very light visuals. And then I will play something from the Baroque Beetle book to try to understand what that is. All right, so the quality of the Peter Sellers, Best of Sellers on Angel, is very good. Uh, the record itself is nice. It's a good pressing. And it's got very light visuals. Though I don't find his spoken word comedy as funny as his movies. I think I like some Goon Show stuff. This is... Maybe more of just him on his own. I don't know. I'll listen to more of it someday, maybe. I think I'd have to invest more time in it to know for sure. The Baroque Beetle book, however, I did. I thought that was really cool. All I had to do was flip it over to to see it 
what songs are on there and or what songs they do baroque versions of and i like it it's it's on a, my favorite version of the electra record label which has a guy sitting on a bongo drum playing a guitar with the uh, word electra written above him with a really nice e capital e which looks like an m on its side uh, it's just an outstanding high fidelity recording i don't know what year that was i should check that it's an american pressing good I liked it. So we call that Very Light Visuals, the Baroque Beetle book. I think that is a record well worth listening to. Got a box set coming up next. wonder what this is. We got... Oh, I just dropped my spoon. You know, I remember seeing that coffee, but I don't remember making that coffee and i'm not sure if i stirred that coffee so i am going to stir it before i drink it so i had to wait a little a little while so the box set coming up hoagie carmile from the stardust to the old buttermilk sky not too sure how many records that is looks to be in pretty nice shape comes with a book well, there's a side six, so there's at least three records. Probably a three LP, LP set. Ogie Carmichael. I think that's novelty stuff. Very light visuals. Rock Island Lined, starring Johnny Cash and Jenny C. Riley. You know, which makes you think it's Johnny Cash and Jenny C. Riley, which it might be, but it looks more like it's the Longings Symphonyette Society. So maybe those are orchestral versions. Could that be an orchestral version of the Rock Island line? Well, now I need to find out if that's what it is. That is not an orchestral version of a Johnny Cash song performed by a group called the Longings Symphonyette Society. It is actually Johnny Cash. I assume the other side is actually Jenny C. Riley. But I will leave that up to the purchaser to find out. Okay, uh, Jimmy Dean, the songs we all love best. Jimmy Dean featuring the Chuck Casey singers. Columbia Two Eye. The eyes are the, is that, I thought it was a CBS logo. Because it's a Columbia logo. There's two of them, one on the right, one on the left. Got a lot of original Dylan stuff and different things came out on that label and then the reissues have six eyes going around the label but then there are 1950s ones with six eyes with differently colored labels but you do get to learn what labels came out in what years quite quickly especially if you take the time to look at the labels this record has very light visuals I very much like to play it but I do have to work <clears throat> Ah, oh, and while I'm playing something, I need to be doing something else productive at this time of the day. It's still quite early. This is Nightfall. Carmen Dragon conducting the Capitol Symphony Orchestra. Right. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to call that with visuals and assume it's in really bad shape, but it isn't. But that way, when I go through that pile, I price things, I'll know it's a $5 record. All right, oh, Marty Gold and his orchestra play 24 Pieces of Gold. Wow, this is a really good double album. Gatefold, lots of information, 
hours of wonderful music for listening and dancing for for listening for dancing for relaxing and he did so many things marty gold so much and some of it is really cool some of it is space age bachelor pad music all the way uh and it's nice very light visuals the old meets the new pete schofield and the canadian college all-stars that certainly sounds interesting rca camden dark blue it's the label that i usually see for that it's mono it's can't see a mark on it this is something i think is necessary to take the time to listen to a song so i know what it is the next one also i'll need to take the time to listen to uh, and the next one I'll need to listen to. Okay, so I got three in a row here. So I am going to take a break. And while I'm listening to a few songs, I'll do something productive. I'll beg these records. I'll start writing VLV or LV on the cover, depending on the condition. I will start with The Old Meets the New, Pete Schofield, and the Canadian College All-Stars. Then I will go to Ernest Nasser who's playing the third man theme on a zither. Okay, so that's exciting. Then Boots Randolph. And I think it's, he, I'm pretty sure he's the Yakety Sax guy, which might even be the theme song for Benny Hill. I'm, I'm not sure, but some of his stuff is kind of like a 50s Rocky, poppy, saxophony kind of thing. Uh, and some of it isn't. But this is with the Knight's Bridge Strings and Voices. So Boots Randolph with Strings and Voices. And what song, it's not unusual, is probably the song I'll play. Uh, or Misty. So maybe I'll play them both. But Boots Randolph with Strings and Voices. Ernest Nasser doing the third man theme on the zither. Pete Schofield and the Canadian College All-Stars. The Old Meets the New. Well, I really liked the Boots Randolph with the Knight's Bride, Knight's Bridge string and voices. Uh, just easy listening with a chorus singing, I suppose, notes and the most recognizable words along with the song. I like that quite a bit. That was good. The zither one which was Ernest Nasser on point. I like the label. I love the cover. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful cover. It looks seriously worth looking at. P218 on point records. Uh, put that in the bag. Very light visuals. Nice record. I did like that. I guess, you know, maybe the zither guy I know the best would be George Formby. I always thought his songs were funny. I think that's what he played was a zither. The Pete Schofield, the old meets the new, was quite good what I played, but of course well, I played a quite good song. The 007 medley, Dr. No and Goldfinger. Very light visuals on that, nice record. I'm sure that would be a plus to many people. Like those kind of things. I got, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to pause because I got too many piles here. I'll go back to bagging. And that's pretty well it before my lunch break. As I baked that last pile of records, I did decide to play a whole side of something. And it was a Sukiyaka and 11 Hawaiian hits.
by Billy Vaughn. And I do like Billy Vaughn at times. He's pretty easy listening sometimes. He did some really cool soundtrack stuff. And even the Western stuff is really nice, I like. And some of it is pretty close to, again, Space Age Bachelor Pad music. Uh, there's a Billy Vaughn in the Sundowners. I love that album. Every time I see it, I play it. So <laughs> I don't often look in the Billy Vaughn section. I did have to clean my needle. I realize now I need a magnifying glass. Yeah, so I held the magnifying glass up and I used my record brush and just cleaned some of the fuzz off there. You can I'll change the records quickly and wipe off everything that looks like it needs to be wiped off, but the needle still does pick up some stuff. So remember to clean your needle regularly. And I guess that is it for now. The last one, that's right. That's what I was going to say. Is the Billy Vaughn Sukiyaka and 11 Hawaiian hits with very light visuals on dot. So that was a morning at It's Mostly Harmless. I, I don't maybe that's 50 albums. At least looked at, bagged with the condition noted. Now, because I have an idea of what's there and how they play when it comes time to price them that won't take very long and I will have some new arrivals out that's what they are that means I'll have to take 50 records out of the new arrivals to file into the regular stuff which is getting awfully full so I'll have to take some regular stuff out and move that somewhere else so I guess I think I've had enough coffee but I would really like a well I guess I accidentally hung up on myself it's not a phone call but I accidentally stopped my recording I think what I was going to say is I would really like a cup of water because I'm walking out with a cup of water I'm sure that's why I got it Craven water, which is my second favorite. After a second listen, I think I did enjoy this quite a bit. It was pretty fun. I'd, I would like to do it again someday. And it may be a format I stick with for more than three days. But I don't know, I could combine elements of all the things I enjoy doing and do them at the same time. So it's goodbye for now from It's Mostly Harmless in Napanee.